Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Thick Boy Shaw. What's up, Thickies? It is Monday morning. Earlier start here at Thick Boy Studios. Kicking off with barely finished my coffee and I come straight to the studio. We got three shows today, back to back to back. We got this, we got Find the Kid, and then we have a food truck diary with a very special guest. So we in it, baby. We are in it. So get that morning puff from your boy right now. Morning puff in the face. Look like a Sharpay right now in the morning. So it is what it is, man. We had some good fights over the weekend. Shout out to Ontario uh, Improv, the Inland Empire, doing the damn thing. It's not close out there. In, Inland Empire, Ontario, you think, you look at it, it's like 60 miles. That is not <coughs> close. It is pretty far. You didn't go out there, right, Jay? No, you didn't go no, out there. It, uh, Stevie, Blue Eyes came out. Oh, nice. Did he bring Cat or no? What? No, just Cat was out of town, so oh. he's able to do his thing. But, man, it is. It's tough out there, man. <laughs> it, just to get out there, like oh, it yeah, doesn't yeah. look far, and then there, there's not even accidents. It's just yeah. like, I mean, you look at two and a half, three hours, no matter what. That's crazy. Every time, no matter what. We stayed at Airbnb because it was such a beast, and uh, there's just donkeys everywhere. We just had donkeys. <laughs> so you actually stayed there the whole weekend? Well, I, yeah, we did, and then Saturday I, I drove down because Tiger had his first soccer game. Uh, but I was like, oh, it won't be bad. It's Saturday morning. I'll leave at 8 a.m. Wrong, son. Two hours. It's, I just, it's just, it is what it is out there. Is there anything to do? <laughs> out there? Yeah. The, uh, we hung out this cool mall. That's that should have a big mall pizza there. Kitchen. <laughs> I don't, it's crazy out there, yeah. man, that Inland Empire. But great crowds, man. Awesome. Great crowds, you know. There's a huge NASCAR out there. Like, there's a giant NASCAR track out there. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Inland Empire. But, uh, yeah, man, you had some uh, fights <clears> over <throat> the weekends. <clears throat> you know, not the most exciting uh, all-out all gangbuster uh, fights. You know, in the main event for the UFC fight night, you had my boy Corey, the Sandman, Santa Hagen versus Song Young Dung. And then you also had the probably the biggest fight over the weekend was Triple G Canelo. You know... None of them are going to be fight of the year. Um, if you want to kick off Canelo Triple G, it, to me, you know, when a guy's fight in a trilogy fight, you know, this is, they've had, before going into this fight, they've had 24 rounds together. So I figured this was going to be the one. This is going to be a classic. There's, no, there's not going to be a feeling out process. You know, they're, they're going to kind of let, you know, just let their hands go because they know each other, you know? Um, but that was not the case. It was Triple G just didn't take any chances really to what the ninth, tenth round. He finally started getting going, but then it was a little way too late, man. Way too late. Not the most exciting fight. Canelo definitely uh Father Times on his side had a huge speed advantage. Again, I don't know what the you know, boxing we know this is very corrupt. And usually Canelo being as big as a name as he is and Remember in the first fight, a lot of people think Triple G won that fight, and that, I think it was a draw, and that probably should have went to um, Triple G. But um, usually, when you're that big of a name, you have the judges in your pocket. But apparently, not Saturday night because they gave Triple G like the the one fifteen to one thirteen. Come on, what are we watching? 
You know what I'm saying? Or the mm-hmm. one the one sixteen one twelve is insane. One fifteen one thirteen even is a little dicey, man. But uh, I mean, I'm with Kevin Ioli. I love Kevin Ioli. Uh, so he says Alvarez ten to nine in the twelfth and wins by shutout. 120, 108. They embrace in the center ring, sweep each other. So Kevin Ioli had him win in. He basically yeah wins by shutout. One twenty to one hundred eight. I would give Triple G maybe two rounds if I'm being cool, and I like Triple G. But Triple G's a goddamn legend. Triple G is a G, no pun intended. Because you look at the people he's lost to, just Canelo. And one of them he didn't, you know? Legend, dude. But I really, Father Time really caught up with him. The speed, the technique of Canelo kind of won that thing. Um, a lot of people, I mean, not in my household, you know, my girls from Guadalajara, they freaking would drink Canelo's bathwater if they could and make a freaking, you know, corchata with it. But, um, in the green room, everyone's going for Triple G. I think because he's older, you know, and you don't want to see a guy go out like that. But I was like, what? Even my photographer, Caesar, he's great. He's from Mexico. He was going for Triple G. I was like, you out of your mind, dude? Are you a communist? Can't be from Mexico and root against Canelo. Are you out of your fucking mind? But he's like, I don't know. It's like Triple G's older. It'd be cool. He kind of get fucked over. I'm like, I get it for it. But for boxing, like Triple G, you know, he's on, he's on his, he's on the 18th hole of his career. Like Canelo's probably. You know, Canelo's not young in the tooth, but for boxing, you definitely need Canelo to win that thing to, for the men- momentum to keep going. And then also Canelo, he's going, he wants to go back up and fight homeboy who he lost to, which I think is a, and it just shows you the heart of Canelo. He's like the last true Mexican boxer who will fight anybody, just goes forward. He's a savage. He's the last of that kind, man. So hopefully there's some young buck coming up that wants to do that from Mexico, but Canelo's an actual Mexican dude. He's a savage but for triple g I, yeah i don't know see i will beat him talking about that b-ball it's yeah. a nightmare matchup for him but if he beats him hats off to him you know uh but again the fight you know and also even usually i'm like you know i want to make sure the fighters get paid stuff like that so when you see the ufc pay-per-view i'm never like no way man this is too i'll never like grunt about it. I'm like oh this is too much because i know it's going in some somewhat of the fighters' pockets. By some, I mean like 0.5%, but still, at least they're getting paid. With boxing, when it when you look at that thing, it said, I think, 86, 99, like, God, dog. Like, <laughs> that's kind of like, the 86 number, 99, you're like, holy shit, boxing. And it just shows you, like, even the fight night compared to this huge, you know, boxing card, like, the UFC just puts on such a better show, like, from the production value, obviously it's the zone who's a bit of a nightmare, but just the 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 layoff between the co-main event and the main event, you're like waiting around and there's like an hour before they even walk out. You're like, what the <clears> hell? <throat> Who has this time, dude? Let's get going here, man. What the hell are we doing? Um and it's funny too, because a lot of people are like, I, I think even you mentioned it on Monday, Trin, you're like, you know Canel Triple G fights this weekend? I think for like, if you're not like balls deep in boxing, it was a little surprising because again, it's the zone. They're not the best at marketing. They they just don't have that like marketing machine like the UFC or Showtime does. But for Mexicans, I mean, they starred this thing on the counter because he fights twice a year, this senior de Mayo and he fights on the independence day. That's really what he does. So they knew what was going on. Listen, Inland Empire knew what the hell that was, you know, a lot of Latins out there. They, because everyone's like, oh, the marketing. It's not like they, you know, um, put this out much. It's, it seems like this one's kind of quiet. I'm like, it's not though, dude. It's definitely not. It's, it's 
it's a fucking national holiday in Mexico and he fights and he fights the same time of year. My girl was in freaking Vegas for this. And the singer, I don't know his name. My, the, my Mexican fans are going to kill me. The singer whose dad, who's like the most famous Mexican singer of all time, his son is the one that sang when Canelo's walking out. So my girl's at his concert. His concert was the same time as Canelo's fight, like the main event. Mm. This dude ran from his arena over to that arena, walked out with Canelo singing. My girl's concert's packed, waiting for this dude to come out with his chops, right? He has these long chops. So he sings, does his thing, runs back, doesn't start the concert till after the fight, was in the green room watching the fight. <laughs> hey, dude, get going here, man. So everyone in my girl's, uh, it's a huge <clears throat> arena. Everyone's on their phones watching Canelo fight. He's back there watching Canelo fight. It's like, could you space him out a little bit? Maybe do it on a Friday night, dude. What are we doing here, man? But that, uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. We had this comic with us who, you know, he doesn't know fighting. He's like, so are they going to fight a fourth time? I'm like, absolutely not, sir. Fighting doesn't work like that. I mean, you three, and then there's a, you know, there's no, it's very rare there's a fourth fight. The, the, the rubber, like when you do the trilogy stuff, it's it, dude. Nobody's trying to see this a fourth, fifth time. It's very rare. So, yeah, no, this is over, dude. Canelo won, what, you know, two out of three, one was a draw, you know? But a lot of people think, the fans probably think Triple G won that draw. So, you know, still two to one Canelo, this thing's over. But both legends, man. The next big thing in boxing is going to be Crawford and um, Spence. Yeah, that'll be the big one. And then uh, little uh, rumors coming out of the UK. Not only did the Queen die, which is obviously the big deal over there, but the uh, the next big news besides the queen dying is Joshua versus Tyson Fury, son. And I don't give a shit that Anthony Joshua's lost two fights to Usyk. Joshua Fury, I have to see before I pass away. <clears throat> that is going to be the biggest fight in, in the UK history, man. It's going to be massive. Now, it would be, I mean, it would be internationally, I would say, Probably biggest fight of all time if Joshua was also undefeated. He he could lose to homeboy Andy Ruiz and come back. And that it's, if he, he was on a winning streak now, if he would have beat Usyk, this fight would be so fucking big. But, you know, it hasn't gone that way. It's going to be a tough fight for Joshua. But, man, what a chance for Joshua to completely redeem himself, man. He's been, he's been on the outs right now. He beats Fury. I don't think he will. But if he does, what? Here we go. Let's take a little break from me chatting your ear off about the fight game. Boston next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Boston, Laugh Boston. I am coming, Boston. Let's do this. Listen, it is the fall season, kids. Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice. Everybody loves them little lattes, especially them hoes, and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show, The Shop Show, is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for the fall. So what are you doing? Fellas, you got bros, you got them bushes out there? 
What you doing, man? Nobody wants that. It's not the 60s anymore. This ain't some old 70s porno. Join the 6 million bros worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code SHAB20, S-C-H-A-E-B-20. Whether you're brand new or already with the boys at Manscaped, you could use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels. I'm talking about the Platinum Package 4.0. That's right, man. You get this package you cover your freaking hygiene all in one swoop, baby. Inside this 10-part platinum package, you get the Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer, weed whack, <laughs> nose, ear, hair trimmer. All right. You get the skin safe technology to protect those delicate parts, all right, and all those holes surrounding it. Both are waterproof, so you can keep scaping even as the weather's changing. Do it in the rain. Shave your nuts in the rain, dude. Get weird with it. In addition to shaving, can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the ultimate premium body wash and ultra premium two-in-one shampoo conditioner. You have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling like a freaking dandelion. Don't forget to apply their aluminum-free ultra premium deodorant, all right? And also, they got the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. All right, it's the Crop Reviver Ball Toner to make sure you get to smell so nice. All right, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts into this platinum package. The Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag, all right, so it can hold all your goodies. Get the Platinum Package this fall. These products are guaranteed to be hits for your dangly bits. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off, and free shipping with code SHOB20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code SHOB20, S-C-H-A-U-B-20. Manscaped, clay out the leaves. It's your tree trunk's time to shine. Let's get back to the program. Psych, not back to the program. Because I want you guys to watch football, NFL football. The action is hot. My Broncos got the win, but they're not looking great. My Ra- my Rams aren't looking that great either. The Chargers lost to the Chiefs. Your boy's losing money. Don't be like me. Make smarter bets. Quit being so biased, right? Uh, but do it with my friends at DraftKings, one of the official sports betting partners of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if you do. If that's not enough for you, cool, man. Everyone can boost their winnings with the DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. That's why my degenerate uh, producer, Nick, was able to do a six-man parlay uh, with DraftKings for the fight night this past Saturday, he bet thirty-five won two thousand dollar ruse. Yeah, right now for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to one hundred percent with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else, man? What are you doing? It's only DraftKings. If you ain't using DraftKings, you ain't she. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long download the DraftKings sportsbook app right now use promo code shop show that's s-e-h-a-u-b show to get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins when you place a five dollar bet on any football game that's code shop show only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl minimum age eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details see next page for directions for disclaimer download DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code shop show and then if you go to the UFC fight night, again, nothing to blow your hair back. Uh, God, our boy Nick did some crazy, like, five-fight parlay. Did sent he? it to me. Dude, he bet, I think, $600 and won, like, $6,000. You're kidding. Yeah. Now, he's a degenerate gambler, so he probably lost $6,000 <laughs> by the end yeah. of the card on fighting or, you know, on NFL. But still, yeah. he's like, yeah, baby. It's like all yeah, the, it's just random, like, parlays, man. He does his homework, though. He really does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
yeah yeah that dude he knows his shit like let me look at what he sent me it's i mean i don't know anybody who would do this but so he put <laughs> he goes fuck yes so he t- it's a parlay first of all not only is a parlay but it's a one two three four five six six fight parlay 34 so i was a little off 34 dollars to win two thousand one hundred fifty four dollars he bet $34 on the six-fight parlay. Six-fight parlay is fucking unheard of. It's tough enough to do a three-man parlay. So he took uh, Daniel Zellhuber over Trey Ogden over two and a half rounds. He took Denise Go- uh, yeah Denise Gomes over two and a half uh, rounds. Trevin Giles over one and a half rounds. Damon Jackson under two and a half. Aaron Hernandez wins inside the distance. And then Tanner Bozer minus 170. I mean, you got to be a complete degenerate. You ever heard of half these guys I just mentioned? And this dude just throwing change at it. 34. Dude, you know you got a gambling problem when you're betting $34 (laughs) to win $2,000. You know what I'm saying? You got problems, son. You got fucking problems, Dick, but you pulled it off, dude. Dick's rich, rich. They'd be throwing some crazy bets. Nick's he's such a degenerate gambler. He'll be like, man. Can you believe I got robbed on that Cameron Van Camp Nicholas Moata fight? I'm like, who? He's like, dude, come on, dude! It's the first prelim on the UFC Fight Night in Vegas. I'm like, oh no, I didn't. I didn't bet. I didn't see the lines on that one. I didn't know they have lines for everybody. But uh, yeah, overall, you know, there's some uh, good finishes. But overall, you know, you gotta take your hat off to my boy Corey Sandhagen, Aurora's finest baby. He looked like a goddamn savage and i loved his demeanor uh as they were introducing the fighters sung young dung is a little more laid back that's more his style right he trains with team alpha male but Corey sanahagen was just lasered focused and remember he's coming off a two fight losing streak and now he did lose to the upper echelon you're talking about peter yan he lost tj dillashaw so he's, he's he lost to the very very best we have to offer but still for a guy like him to be on a two-fight losing streak. He hasn't won since October of 2021. For him, man, it's, you know, I'm sorry, he hasn't won since February of 2021. His last fight was uh, October 30th, 2021. So he hasn't had a win inside that Akeon in since February of 2021 when he beat Frank Yeager and got performance of the night, uh, over that over in Volkov card, yeah. So then he goes on to, you know, TJ Dillashaw lose split decision. Jen thinks he won that fight. I definitely don't. And I absolutely love both those guys. I don't. Um, then loses Peter Yan, right, for the interim championship. So that next fight, they didn't do him any favors get him Sung Young Dong. Sung Young Dong is also on ESPN and most hardcores list. I think they have him as the number one fighter for uh, 25 years and under. Mm-hmm. So he's a young savage, man. So I wasn't crazy about this fight for Corey Sandhagen. Now, I don't think... Song Young Dong loses any um, momentum because he's never fought a top 10 guy. Sure as fuck, never fought a top five guy. Going into that fifth round, I had it pretty even, and the judges' scorecards came out. They also had it pretty even going to that fight, too. So, um, you know, it shows you that that Song Young Dong is the real deal, man. I would I I always say this when guy, when guys are savages and they lose a fight like this, I feel sorry for he has to fight next. Because he's, he's right up there, man. He's a top seven talent, man. He's right there. And he's 24. 24 years old, man. 
punches like a goddamn savage, dude. You know, so for Corey Sanhagen, it was so important to get a win here and get his name and, and also stay, you know, at the at the top there, stay in the top four there. I think they have him as three. Is that right, Chin? So I have him as ranked number three. So he's four. They put uh, Marab uh, over him. Marab, and he called out Marab after the fight, which just shows you the confidence and uh, what a sociopath Corey Sandahagen is. Because name one other fighter who called out Marab ever, ever. He's the boogeyman. He's just this wrestler. He obviously just beat Jose Aldo. I could see them doing the Corey Sandahagen Marab fight. Um, it's tough because the 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 fighters that I'm closest to in that division are TJ Dillashaw, Corey Sanhagen, and Marlon Via Cheeto. I'm I'm you know I'm close with all of them. Corey, I've known since he was a kid. Same gym, same hometown. I love that kid. Uh, TJ Dillashaw, very close friend, and then Cheeto, very close friend. Right. So um, I would prefer because I'm biased. Corey fights Marab. And that's the fight that he asked for. And they got to figure out what they're going to do with Marab. But there's the division right now. It's so stacked. It's so fun to be a UFC uh, fan right now with uh, the divisions. This just dense with talent and superstars. So especially for this division, um, you know, I think what would be the most exciting fight would be Cheeto versus uh, Corey Sanhagen. That's a great fucking fight, dude. That's a phenomenal fight. But for Cheeto, he's coming off big win, dude. You freaking kick Dominic Cruz in the face like that knockout, you know? So he's had some big wins. So part of me wants Marlon uh, Cheeto to get, uh, you know, the next title shot. But it's all predicated on the, you know, Peter Yan, Sugar, Aljamain, TJ. Then you got Marab there. Marab, phenomenal fighter, savage, but also you know, predominantly wrestling. So he's not the most exciting guy. But, but if you want straight excitement, Cheeto, Corey Sanhagen, that should be co-main event on a pay-per-view. You could do it as a main event on fight night. It does need to be five rounds. So um, if that means it's a fight night, it does need to be five rounds. I don't want that thing to be three. I need five. Because my boy Cheeto is a little bit of a slow starter. Corey comes out like a fucking banshee sometimes. So I need five rounds out of that. And then Jose Aldo, I'm sure you have it in the current events, mm -hmm. Jen, uh, retired. So the number six guy in the world's pulling out and shout out to Jose Aldo, the king of the fucking, you know what I'm saying? The king dude mm -hmm. of that division, the king man, one of the absolute best. The thing, what's interesting about when you look at Jose Aldo's career and he had this late surge and I think retiring is probably the best move because for him to get back to, 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 you know, he's a guy who fights for championships and you know, he lost, he had a rough patch from 2019, 2020, he lost three in a row, right? He lost to Volkanovski, enough to hang your head about Marlon Marias and then Peter Yan. Um, you know, so then he goes on this three fight win streak. He beats Cheeto, Pedro Munoz, Rob Font. And you're like, oh shit. And his team really fucked up taking that Marab fight. He could have waited. And you know, this was his last go, man. You know, this was the finale. <clears throat> and then you toss him in there with this Marab character. Who's just a nightmare of a matchup for him where he could have waited, probably got a title shot. They would have sent him off the right way. I'd much prefer Jose Aldo to fight for the title and then retire. But now it's like, it's kind of sad. Like he lost to Maram, 
takedown. It wasn't that exciting of a fight. Marab just did his thing. All right. So, you know, I, I don't know what he's going to do. So it's, it says, Alistair team negotiated a release from his UFC contract with one bout remaining. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Meaning that he's free to pursue and uh, discuss the move to boxing or other combat sport opportunities. Yeah, I, you know, I know obviously the, the trendy thing to do is to go over to boxing, get these big super fights, but who the fuck at that weight class is going to fight Jose Aldo? No YouTuber signed up to fight fucking Jose Aldo, you know? There's not really any big names, you know, that these not a big crossover for him to pursue boxing. Um, dude, you want to talk about a guy? He's fucking in Brazil, and I've been around him in Rio. He's Tom fucking Cruz. Yeah. In Brazil, you know, they do have their superstars and their Hollywood superstars and their hip-hop artists and shit like that and singers. But the fighters there, they're Michael Jordan in Chicago. Big Nog, Little Nog, Shogun, Vanderlei. Those guys, man, whew, Glover, who's the champ, Jose Aldo, dude, they are fucking superstars, man. They're the way the fighters here should be treated, you know? The way Connor was treated in his, in his absolute prime in, like, Europe, that's the way even guys who, you know, were on losing skids like that, like even Bigfoot Silva, superstar, even though he's lost, I don't know, 70 oh gosh, fights yeah. in a row, whatever the fuck he's on. But the, he, they're treated the way they should be treated out there. It's fantastic. But shout out to Joe Zadon. He's a smart guy too. He has his restaurants. He has a, I know he has a burger chain. Like he's a, he's a big deal, man. So shout out to him. One of the greatest to ever fucking do it. Again, he's a guy, WC legend, right? UFC legend. And then really, he flew under the radar. He didn't get the recognition he deserved till he had an adversary in Conor McGregor. And once him and Conor started going at it. That just built also the legend of Connor, but also built up the profile of Jose Aldo because you had uh, the Batman and Joker thing. That's what people love, you know? With John Jones, you had the DC John Jones. You had Batman, Joker, good guy, bad guy. The fans love that stuff. They love that hostility. And unfortunately, even though he got starched in that fight, and I wish they would have done a rematch, but for a million reasons, we would never see that again. Connor, you know. Put on a lot of weight. Him fighting at forty five is never happening again. So, um, you know, I it's just for Jose Aldo. He for him to go out the way he did he, in the Marab fight. It's kind of a bummer, but still, at least he went out. You know, winning three out of his last four. You know, three out of his last four, baby. So, shout out to one of the greatest to ever do it, if not the greatest to ever do in that division. But for Corey Santa, hey, I know he called out Marab. Just shows you what a savage he is. And a lot of people are like, man, I didn't realize Corey could switch that much with his footwork and you know his his game plan with the takedowns and he alluded to it in the post fight press conference where he goes we just wanted to wear him out so they didn't care about the success of the takedown all they want to do is have song young gung hesitant real hesitant to throw because he's a really good boxer and punches like a fucking savage so all they want to do is slow him down a beat so Corey Sander can get off some other stuff so you can't just let Sung Young Dung fire off he's too powerful so it was brilliant brilliant strategic um, game plan there and you know him and the way he's moving people like oh it's very TJ Dillashaw it's very Dominic Cruz you guys are missing one thing there. Now, this guy's not as famous as Dominic Cruz, who's obviously the originator of that. And even his style's a little different. But the originator of uh, a lot of this stuff is a guy named Christian Allen, who's my first coach ever. Christian Allen, we call him the ninja. And he's the mastermind behind Corey Sandahagen. And Corey Sandahagen, 
Corey Sandhagen has been with Christian Allen since he was 16 years old. And Christian Allen, who is the most talented guy you've ever seen in the gym, he's black belt in jiu-jitsu, black belt in fucking taekwondo. <clears throat> Name a martial art. He's a black belt. He And when he was on the show, he I don't know if he appeared on camera, but we've had Corey in here, I think, two or three times. But um, Christian Allen um, was a guy who, there, there he is. So he came up with me and with Shane and Trevor and Dwayne Ludwig, and he's just a savant when it comes to fighting. And when he was fighting, he was always, it was just almost like uh, the lights were too bright. He, he was more of a uh, practice guy. But when uh, in the training room, he was such a fucking savage. And if you could just get that, you know, if you could just kind of get his talent and make it count, Inside the UFC, you have a world champion, and that's Corey Sandahagen. Corey will be your champion. Even though he's 30, he's he's a young 30, man. He's a young 30. He's a fucking savage. So, you know, Christian Allen has downloaded and poured every inch of his talent and his brilliant mind into Corey Sandahagen, and that's why Corey's such a fucking savage. So a lot of people will credit Dominic Cruz or TJ Dillashaw or, you know, um, some of these other guys that move like Dominic Cruz, but that movement has been uh, created through Christian Allen. Dominic Cruz is just the most famous guy to do it. And it's not very, it's not a Dominic Cruz style movement, but it looks like that to the untrained eye. It's a Christian Allen movement. That's what Corey Sanhagen's doing. Um, and, you know, He's a savage. He looked phenomenal. And that, 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 that game plan was great. Now, that being said, you know, that was an even fight, man. I had it 2 2 going, going into that fifth round. And even Corey goes, man, he deserved a fifth round, you know, but that cut was bad, man. It was bad because, and Sung Young Dong let you know that the, the doctor made the right decision. I thought they could have stopped it earlier, yeah. um, but they made the right decision because Sung Young Dong alluded to Corey Sandhagen while they're still knocked on goes though. I couldn't see out of my eye. The blood was going to my, I couldn't see anything, dude. So like, Oh yeah, they should def that's exactly why you'd stop the fight. And also the blood, obviously the blood run of the eyes concern, but the cut, that cut was so bad. It crossed, uh, you know, multiple different regions of the muscle across the face, which is, that's the problem. Yeah. And that's Corey's elbows, man, that up elbow. He's a savage of that. That like, cuts bad, man. So it's not that, you know, the placement of the cut's not ideal, and obviously the blood was running the eye, but it crosses multiple muscles where you can get lifelong damage, droopy eye. Like, there's, they stopped that fight for a reason. I, they they could have stopped it around earlier. It's a shame, you know, but just glad Corey won, to be honest. Yeah. Glad he won. Uh, yeah, Fire the Night, I agree with that. Gregory Rod uh, Rodriguez and uh, Najuk Connie Savage, Andre Feely, who I always cheer for, got a win as well. He looked phenomenal. Now, that's interesting. How the fuck did Nick win his bet if Tanner Bozer lost? I think it's just the over under thingy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the you're, rounds, right. Yeah. you're right. All right. Let's take another little break. Boston, I will see you next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those shows are almost sold out. We might add shows. Get your tickets, thickboy.com. I'll tell you what, man. You'll see me on my Instagram stories. I'm always bike riding. I'm always hiking. I'm doing something, and I got to be listening to something. I just don't want to be there with my thoughts because I'm 
weird, all right? I need something in my ear. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to music. And a lot of y'all make fun of me because I use the wires. I, I don't use the, the in-bud things. I always have wires. And you're like, oh, I thought you made money. Why are you using wires still? That's so freaking 2014. Let's look at my ears. I have a tortellini on my left side of my ear because I used to fight, man. I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu. And part of the black belt is you get your ears all messed up. And then part of the problem nobody tells you is you can't wear uh, wireless earbuds because they don't fit. And then my friends at Raycon Wireless came along and they know exactly how to do it, man. Raycon is the best, the best wireless earbud I've ever used. I use it bike riding. I use it in the green room. I use it nonstop. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. And this is where it helps me out. They have the optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. They ain't lying, man. They're comfortable. They will not budge. Trust me. I'm on my bike like this. All right. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime, a 32-hour battery life. Raycons also, they're not going to charge you the bank. It's not a mortgage payment. You give them at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. We got you, man. Go to buyraycon.com slash shop today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com buy r-a-y-c-o-n dot com slash shop s-c-h-a-b and you get 15% off buy raycon.com slash shop one more read kids and we're going right back to the program because when you see me right and you're like man his vocabulary has gotten a lot better what's he doing he's working on himself he's reading a lot i'm not i'm let you in on a little secret i'm on that alpha brain matter of fact i'm on it as i stare at this camera right now Every time you see me podcasting, stand-up, just life in general, I'm working out, whatever I'm doing, I'm using the alpha brain, all right? You know those times when you're, you, all you can do is focus on the project at hand, the times when you're most focused, right? They call that being in the zone or flow state. Well, what if I told you, you take two little pills? I'm talking about that alpha brain from on it. It's the ultimate way to get in the Sorry, man, to get in the zone. A world-renowned nootropic supplement with over 1 million bottles sold. Alpha Brain promotes cognitive functions, including memory, mental speed, and focus. I need all the help I can get, kids. I got a splash of CT, but thanks to Alpha Brain, I'm out here shooting off sentences like freaking Elon Musk. That's right, man. It's Alpha Brain. You can help you remember names. Who remembers names? I'm basically going to family reunion because my grandma died. I couldn't tell you one name of my cousins, all right? But I'm going to be all hopped up on Alpha Brain. I'm going to read over the list. I'm going to remember all their names, not hurt anybody's feelings. Thanks, Alpha Brain. Thanks on it, all right? It helps me think more clearly under stress. And listen, my boy Joe Rogan says that he feels that it helps him form better sentences when he's talking. Do you think Joe Rogan knows a thing or two about talking? You want to be more like Joe Rogan, less like me? Cool, get Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain contains amino acids, plant, plant compounds that promote the brain's release of alpha waves, which helps you with your creativity, helps you with productivity. It gets you in that flow state, baby. All right. And also, if you're like a little, uh, a little, you know, crazy about caffeine, this is caffeine free. You don't need energy drinks. You don't need coffee. You need Alpha Brain. All right. And if you don't like it, here's what's dope. On it and myself, we're so confident in Alpha Brain, you get your money back. Try it out. You don't like it? Say less. You get your money back, but you're going to love it. All right? You're going to love it. You can save 10% off your order by going to onit.com slash shop. All right? That's onit.com slash S-C-H-A-B. You get 10% off 
or you can go to your local Walmart and pick it up today. So you can either just go online, help your boy out, go to onnit.com slash shop, or you can put on your freaking Dockers and your Crocs and a button-up polo and go to Walmart and see the meetings at Walmart. What are you going to do? You're going to onnit.com slash shop, 10% off, gets delivered to your door, door, avoid all the riffraff. Do you feel me? Go to onnit.com slash shop, 10% off, Alpha Brain. You're welcome. Uh, what else you got, Jen? Um, you just mentioned Andre Feely, so he uh, called out the one of the judges. Won that fight. It was competitive, but uh, these judges are—I don't fucking know what these judges are looking at, man. Like, I don't know. I mean, thank, I thank God they didn't rob me, but dude, it's—they don't—they gotta stop trying to scare me. Then. Well, one judge, get, one and two, you took round one on all the cards. He took round two on all the cards, and the split was because one judge gave him round three. I guess presumably because of those punches. I just—I'm just like, okay, you. Let's talk about it. Let's let's, talk let's get. We're talking. Let's get down to it. What is closer? There, what man. is a more significant threat to finishing a fight? A my hand under his throat, ready to strangle him, <laughs> or him punching me in the top of my forehead from two inches away? It's like what? And if, and if a judge legitimately looks at that and says that he was closer to winning that the you fight than being in that third round, fuck that guy. Yeah. Like I don't know. What to say. Like, I wish I had a more eloquent thing to say, but you don't. If you think that punches from from he, here is a more legitimate fight ending threat than a rear naked choke from the back you don't know what you're doing you shouldn't be judging yeah you, i agree with them 100 yeah. the problem is that they, there's no there's no repercussions for these judges like it's just like oh my bad like no man they, they there should be a panel where and they're not gonna beat them up or you know when i say beat them up verbally they're not gonna destroy them but all three judges i think in mma boxing different animal it's old as of fucking dinosaurs you know boxing is mummy judging and it's so corrupt we're not gonna that's never gonna happen but the ufc how dope would it be as if after the big fights and there's controversy with the judging you're allowed they put like four to five media members who the ufc can choose which they do anyway they choose and they ask questions like why did you do yeah. this well, explain this and then you go and to his point well, you're judging based off the punch at the top of the head, but the rear naked choke, you don't see that being more detrimental to finishing the fight, more important, so you'd give the other guy around. And then they explain themselves, because what if this Judge Chris Lee, and I'm being super, super friendly here, what if he gave you some sort of explanation that made sense, and you're like, oh, okay, I can see that. He sure as fuck, he can't. But if he did, I think it would go a long way with the fans and the fighters, you know? Yeah. But they never have... They're just like, nope, I had that guy winning. Like, how the fuck did you come up with that? And we just let it slide. Let it slide. They could cost Andre Felix, uh, you know, a huge opportunity, man. Yeah. These guys get half their pays when these shitty judges just shoot from the hip and don't know what they're watching. The UFC just goes, oh, that's judging. Don't leave it to the hands of the scorecard. You're like, what? The guy, I'm in the toughest, biggest league in the world, and I, I can't depend on judges? Nope, sorry, don't leave him in the, the hands of the judges. Like, trust me, I'm trying to fucking finish him. It just so happens these guys are pretty fucking good on fighting, man. It's, it's, to me, it's the biggest, biggest uh, blind spot the UFC has not to do something about it because they have the power to. They're, just, they, you know, they're putting out other fires, I guess. It is weird how there's no, yeah, there's no consequences for the judges. Not sucks, yeah. Ever. All right, um, on that same card, Aspen Lad 
She missed weight again, so she couldn't have her fight with Sarah McMahon. This is her fourth time overall, but third time in the UFC. Oh, and you said the one thing that UFC hates the most is missing weight. Unless she, you're Hamza and there's a conspiracy <laughs> with it. <laughs> Unless that case, yeah. Unless but, they're in on it, then you're fine. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's they're probably gonna cut her. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you keep missing weight. They, 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 they it's frowned upon usually. Unless again, oh, unless you're Hamza, yeah. that just adds to my theory, right? It just adds to it. And Dana came out in the thing and said, uh, you know, uh, anyone who thinks Hamza had a bad week is out of their mind. He had a great week. And this is a guy that I want you guys to go back and look and see if El Fire has missed weight and Dana has given any of them praise ever in the history of a fire missing weight. Explain that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's, all you're saying. That's like JFK getting shot, and then the the then uh, the CIA being like, "I mean, it happens all the time, man. It's not a big deal." You're like, "No, it's never happened." What do you What do you mean? That's insane. You're like, "Oh, you're in on it. Okay, that makes sense." You know, <laughs> that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, then, I you know we don't have to keep going over it. I'm not even dying on this hill. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not dying to say that was a conspiracy. It's fun to talk about, and I could definitely see it being some sort of conspiracy. And I definitely think there's something to it. And I think the other problem I have where I get caught up on just doubling down on my conspiracy is if you go back over time, when he talked about the commission, they would never let a guy over 10 pounds fight. Anybody knows the commission? Well, you've done it before. You've done it before, and there's no problem. The commission, it's happened before. What are you talking about? You know? So if there weren't these these hiccups that he has to explain why it was in a conspiracy. The problem is that like there's multiple, multiple lies. And again, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Nate one rode off in the sunset. Thank God. That's what I wanted. Hamzat's all good. His stars never been bigger. He's now the dark knight of the, you know, the joker of the UFC. All good. Everyone's all good. Everyone got compensated. All good. I don't give a shit. Don't call me a fucking dummy. Don't call Pat Melchick a fucking dummy. We're good, dude. I still don't hate the guy at all, any facet. You give me content to talk about. Bring it on. I don't give a fuck. All righty. Uh, speaking of rich people, here's a paydays for Cano Canelo and <coughs> Triple G. Yeah. My God, baby. Yeah, so Canelo, Canelo 45, 45 million. million. Gennady, 20 million. 65 million payouts. Yeah, that's boxing. That makes sense. Now, the problem here is, so people are going to see this, right? And I'm sure in the comments, we don't have to look at comments, but I'm sure in the comments, people are like, oh, and can you and look at the UFC pay? I get it. And not, I'm not defending UFC pay. They could definitely pay guys more. I could get into that if I wanted to, but I won't for a variety of reasons. But with Canelo and uh, Triple G, Look at the undercard. It's trash. It's garbage. Nobody's making any money. Those two are the only, and when I say only, the only reason anybody bought this pay-per-view, those other, the undercards, maybe their family. So let's say you have a big family. Let's say there's 10 of you, 10 people bought the pay-per-views, and they're just friends and family for those other guys. Nobody was buying the pay-per-view for the undercard. Yeah. That's the difference with the UFC. You look at the UFC, there's multiple People that are selling that thing. That's why the UFC is a better product, better fights, better entertainment value, better matchups, better production. It costs more to produce it, you know? So with Triple G, he also has this built-in audience. So 
Um, it makes sense they got paid that money. They, people always want to compare boxing and MMA. It's tough, man. It's very, very tough. Those guys deserve that money. Yeah. So much money. God, dog, that's I know. a lot of money. You know what I'd do with $45 million, <laughs> Um, All right. This was pretty big over the weekend as well. Gordon Ryan, he submitted Andre Galval at ADCC. What a savage rear naked choke. Yeah, ADC was going on at the same time. Is that the video there? Let me yeah, see. Yeah, it. it's uh wait, let's see. They're both like crazy jacked too. Hell yeah. Just such a freak, dude. I mean, he is just a human python. <laughs> You know how hard it is to submit that dude? You know how insane that is? America. That doesn't make you proud to be American. You ain't shit. <laughs> Gordon Ryan, goddamn legend, dude. Yeah. Legend. What a savage. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at that body. I know. Dude. They're both and that beard. bodied up. What's his respect, everyone? Fear no one. <laughs> Say last, dude. Them abs? Yeah. God, dog. All right. That's good. Ah, Luke Rock holds off on that. Jiu-Jitsu has become a competition of who has the best steroids. It's actually sad. I disagree. Mm. But that's professional sports in a nutshell. And also, if Gordon Ryan's on shit and out uh, Galval. Galval's on shit, well, then it comes down to technique. Exactly. All right. God, he looks handsome bastard. <laughs> He's so jacked. Dude. How's he not a model? Um. So, Dan... Oh, not Dana White. Uh, Daniel Cormier recently um, talked about Tony Ferguson, saying that he's just a shell of himself and he just he should retire. So Tony Ferguson came back with this. Yeah, I don't well, like that. And if you go to Chael's channel, he had a great uh, analogy on this. He talks about when uh, Rogan and Callen have that intervention with me to retire. And he said, and me and Chael, he you know he alludes to this. Me and Chael are very close. We talk all the time. I just talked to him three times this past week, right? Mm -hmm. I love Chael. When you're training partners, I absolutely love Chael Sonnen. Um, you know, he talks about with when it comes to a lot of this stuff and guys retiring stuff like that. And, you know, what DC when DC makes a statement, it carries a lot of weight. You're talking about a guy who Olympic wrestler, you know, strike force world champion, UFC world champion, world champion in light heavyweight, world champion uh heavyweight. Mm -hmm. You're talking about royalty in the UFC. So when he speaks, we should all listen. The only thing with this is it's tough because I don't allude to Daniel Cormier's uh, conclusion that Tony Ferguson's done. He's a shell of himself. I look at it that 170 is just not the right weight class for Tony Ferguson. I'm not ready to say He's done. Get him out of here. Ship him off to, you know, wherever, PFL or wherever. I think it's more of, okay, so, you know, he was preparing for his first fight at 170 because he wanted to try something different. He's really not a 170. Tony's not a big dude. Tony is the ideal body type and uh, I would say personality and mindset to make 155. He's perfect at 155. Also, top eight to ever do it at 155 who never won a title top i'd say top three to never win a title at 155 like tony in his prime when he was walking this walking this earth and didn't fuck up his knee and was supposed to fight khabib there's argument he was the best lightweight on the fucking planet 
So we have to take it easy going, oh, he's a shell of himself. Everybody gets older. The problem with Tony and getting older is his style isn't a style of an older man. It's a style where you need to be explosive and creative and uh, have that longevity and the, the, those that kind of bouncy spring in your step. And that that's the first thing to go, especially in the, the lighter divisions. That's why you'll see a lot more older guys have success at light heavyweight and heavyweight because the power is the last thing to leave. So for Tony, when I look at his fight, and I've watched it several times now, especially um, you know at 170 uh, against Nate Diaz, he was undersized. So even though he landed some good shots, at 170, it's kind of like the Conor thing. If you remember the first fight when Conor fought uh, Nate Diaz, Conor landed some shot that will put, sure as fuck, any 145er down on the planet and any 155er. Nate's a bigger guy than Conor, so they're going to be able to absorb more of those punches and it wears you out landing those punches, and those guys keep coming forward. So for Tony too, he's he landed a, a lot of punches, but you know, being the lighter guy didn't have the same impact that did at fifty five. Then also, his one of his number one tools, especially against Nate Diaz, and this is I'm just uh, piggybacking off what Chael pointed out, which is a great example. One of Tony's number one weapons, the way he was going to beat Nate Diaz, and. I'm not saying anything that any fighter that's ever fought Nate Diaz doesn't know this, but they have an issue with uh, checking leg kicks. It's really not their thing. They don't work on it. They do what they do, and they're very good at it. But the leg kick is an area where you can expose one of the Diaz brothers. So Tony, if you remember, throws a kick early on in the first round, and you know his shin bleeding, gets fucked up, and he actually injured that leg, so he couldn't throw that kick anymore. Mm. So if you're the smaller guy and you want to stay on the outside and be creative – but also use that kick to just chop Nate down, keep him from coming forward, and hopefully, you know, as the fight goes on, wear his ass out and take away that leg completely so he can't, you know, use it to spring forward with the jab and walk forward. Well, when that weapon's gone, especially the smaller guy, you're kind of fucked, man. Um, so I can see how DC can go. He's a shell of himself. If you look back at the the prime Tony, of course, dude, he's older. And I'm – he could have worded it better where it wasn't so mean a shell of himself yeah. jesus christ dude he could have said ah with tony's style he just needs to go back to the drawing board and do what works for him because nate's adjusted for his age uh glover texera adjusted to for his age dc even adjusted to his age so as you get older you got to adapt your style and use the tools that you have to win these fights so the fight's in your favor even though you're older well, for Tony, with his footwork and his cra crazy movement, explosiveness, his unconventional style, that's not going to fare well when you get older. It's going to be tough. So I think Tony just needs to figure it out, right? And he, he went for the first time to, with a real camp. I'm not saying he didn't have a real camp before because, again, you're talking about top three to never win a title at lightweight of all time, hands down. I'd love to hear the argument. So – Tony is a fucking savage. He still has all that knowledge and all that experience in the UFC. He just has to adjust. It's going to take some time. Now, to make those adjustments against Nate Diaz in a main event for four, for five rounds is tough, man, to do it on the fly, especially against a veteran Nate Diaz who has adapted a style at his age that works for him. We know what Nate was going to do. We didn't know what Tony was going to do. So for Tony – a shell of himself is so it's so cutthroat and in fighting you do got to be cutthroat but 
I think Tony can definitely compete at 155. With the top five guys, it's going to be tough. I, I think those days are, are probably done, done. But can he compete, you know, six through 20? Absolutely. 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 Now that he's with a camp, he's at, you know, he's, he's, he's with Jackson's and he's kind of getting familiar with that. And now he knows, <clears throat> all right, uh, I'm older. So the same stuff I've been doing, the spinning back elbows, the, the kicks, all that shit, you know, maybe we're not going to throw that as much, but he has a style that he could implement to win fights at 155. I guarantee he can do that. So, um, you know, I, I think for him, it's just about, it's an ego check. It's a humbling thing going, all right, I can't do some of the stuff I used to do anymore. Having a different mindset. But you got to understand, out of all the guys in the UFC roster, there's nobody who would literally die inside that octagon like Tony Ferguson. And he trains that way. He trains like you've never seen, man. I've, tra I've trained with the guy for years. Dude, at Rain, uh, you've never seen anything like it, man. His tenacity, his... His cardio is frightening. To be to be honest, it's concerning. You're like, dude, you know what are you doing? We would do practice, right? We would it'd be wrestling practice or sparring. He would go all the rounds, then some. All comers. It could be a new guy who just walked in. Tony would go against the elite guys in our gym. He would go ten rounds with them, and then we're all exhausted. And Tony's putting in more work than we are. And Tony's going with more guys, more guys, more guys. He's doing 15, 20 rounds. And I'm, and I'm changing. I'm showered up. I come back out. He's not only has he done sparring, but now he's wrestling. He goes another hour of wrestling. You've ne and he, a guy who's never been – never. Usada's always hitting him up. Never failed a test. I bet, I bet he barely takes a fucking protein powder. So for those people that when they, you see these freaks – with their cardio and their mindset, and you can't comprehend and go, oh, steroids. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That, 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 you're just, you can't comprehend that somebody is that mentally savage, that somebody is willing to go to the edge of the fucking earth to win a fight. I don't, I'm telling you, I don't know a guy in the UFC who's willing to touch the death doorstep than Tony Ferguson. All he has to do is adjust his fighting style and make it age appropriate like Nate Diaz has done and go back to a 55 stick with Jackson's camp. And you're, he's going to rip off some wins, man. If, you, if the USC would be just play some ball with 20 friction, which they should, right? Cause he saved the fucking card, <laughs> right? He saved the card. So uh, you owe it to him. Like, give him at 55, give him a, a fight that he that's winnable for him and let him adjust to this new fighting style. Tony is going to have a resurgence. I, I would bet my last dollar on it. To write him off and go, he's a shell of himself? Come on, that's, that's a little much, man. And now, I'm sure time will tell that, oh, Daniel, it, Daniel Cormier being on the side of caution is always the best way to go with fighters. When it comes to Tony Ferguson, he's there's everybody in the UFC, if anybody who's ever fought in the UFC, anybody who's ever risked their their ego, their their status, their whatever it is in the UFC, all of them are one percenters. I'm telling you fucking I've seen it firsthand. Tony Ferguson, take anybody who's ever fought in the UFC, he's the .01 percenter. There's nobody like Tony Ferguson with his mentality and his work ethic. And if you, if you, if, and that's the biggest, biggest advantage that Tony has.
So if if he can channel that into the right direction that works for him at his age, I'm telling you, man, he's not a guy to write off. He's just not. He's not. It's not fair to do it to him. He shouldn't be at 170. should be at 55. He shouldn't be fighting the top four guys every fight, fight in, fight out. He should be fighting appropriate opponents and fighting at his appropriate age and his style. And I'm telling you, I bet he rips off fucking five wins in a row and then you're giving him a top guy. And everyone's going to be cheering for him, you know? You, the UFC just has to play ball with him a little bit. And they should. They absolutely should. But I'm, I'm fucking telling you, man. You don't know a more savage professional athlete than Tony Ferguson. They talk about the Kobe mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's all fine and dandy, but he's playing fucking basketball, right? He's shooting basketball. There's no consequences of shooting basketball. There's the Kobe mentality, which we all, we allude that to everything. We, dude, that's a Kobe mentality. Usman has a Kobe mentality. I get all that. The Tony Ferguson mentality, nobody else can do. The, I'm fucking telling you, man. Maybe there's some special forces guys in Delta or Navy SEALs with that mentality. There's no other professional athlete active that has Tony Ferguson's mentality. All he has to do is adjust to his athleticism and his age, and you got a fucking special person on your hands. He has a, he already has a built-in fan base. He already has that don't give a fuck Nate Diaz fan base, right? People love Tony Ferguson. Nate Diaz. Was like, dude, I'm glad I'm fighting one of the real ones. We're we're all aware of what Tony Ferguson represents. All you got to do is, and again, I have more of a connection to it because I've seen him not in front of the cameras, not in front of the octagon. I've seen him training, the amount of training he puts in. Talk to Cheeto about it. He's like, dude, that guy will get done training. He'll run ten miles. You, I'm telling you, you've never seen anything like it. So all he has to do is adjust his fighting style that's age-appropriate and figure out what works for him. And remember, Tony can wrestle his ass off. He just decides not to do it. But at his age, he should probably do a little more to win some rounds. You know, you don't have to be that, you know, killer finisher now. You can use your wrestling, and then you use your jiu-jitsu. Tony on top, Tony takes you down, and every fighter wants to get to their feet. They're at, I'm looking at 155 right now. Maybe Charles Oliveira, outside that, there ain't a guy better, more dangerous in transition than Tony Tony Ferguson in the UFC at any age. So there's there's some if 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 I'm his coach, I'm looking at this fucking bullet points. Go, All right, well his cardio second to fucking none. His mentality we've never seen. His his uh, jujitsu, his ability to finish it during transition. There's nobody like it. The spinning elbows, the weird shit, all right, probably get rid of that. You can do a little bit of it if you're up on the rounds, but let's not focus on that anymore. But again, that's what makes Tony special. So they're, they're, if his coaching, and Jackson's the best at this, you, we just got to channel him in the right direction. And I would bet my last, I'm telling you, Tony's not a guy you want to bet against. And DC's actually doing Tony a favor here. You're putting a fire under a guy that does not need motivation. And now everybody's writing him off. I, again, I know I keep saying it. I feel sorry who, who has or whoever has to fight Tony Ferguson next. You're going to have a real fucking problem on your hands. If he can channel the p- appropriate game plan for his age, you're, I'm telling you he's going to rip off five fucking wins. I would, I would bet my fucking last dollar 
if the UFC is willing to play ball with him at 55, and they give him the appropriate matchup next, I would <clears throat> bet my fucking house on Tony Ferguson. That's what you're dealing with. Shout out to Tony Shout Ferguson. Shout out to Tony Ferguson. Tony, you never seen anything like it, man. I heard his training was pretty crazy, like ninja training. Dude, man. I'm telling you, dude, ask Eddie Bravo about it when he was putting his camps together. You'd be like, mm-hmm. who the... you? There was no rhyme or reason to it. That's what made him so special. Nobody trained like Tony. Not only would they not train as hard and as long as he did, but nobody trained the way he did. Yeah. Never. And so if you can take that, and that worked for him back in the day, but now you put him in Jacksons, who have it dialed down, man. We can list all the champions of the Jacksons. They have it dialed down. If you can take that and funnel it into the right direction, I'm telling you, Kobe mentality. Cool and rest in peace. I'm a huge fan of Kobe Bryant. That Kobe thing ain't shit compared to the Tony Ferguson mentality. You've never seen somebody like Tony Ferguson in any sport. I don't know Delta Force guys or Navy SEAL guys. I assume there's one of those outliers like Tony. Tony's one of those guys. It's frightening. It's frightening. Literally frightening. Literally frightening. I'm, I'm telling you, dude. You've never It's alarming. At a professional level to see him be an outlier like this. I've seen it firsthand. And I won't mention the names in that room, but those guys that we train with, and we were at the time we were bigger names than Tony, we would look at Tony like, Jesus Christ, man, shut it down. Refuse to. And he would get done with that. And then I found out he's running 10 miles at midnight. Insane. You've never seen anything like it. Whatever Cam Haynes does. Tony could do, besides shoot the bow and arrow like him. But when he does those Death Valley runs, I bet you I could call Tony up right now. I'm like, hey, dude, uh, there's this Death Valley race. It's going to be 130 degrees. You want to run it? He'd, he'd be like, yeah, I'm in. And fin- easy finish it. Probably do well. Probably beat uh, some, some of the people that all they do is specialize in it. Because mentality, he's just built different, dude. He's not built like these other guys. Oh, you mentioned bow and arrow, so just reminding me of this. This is uh That's Alex Bahia. Izzy's <laughs> Izzy's next opponent. And Joe Rogan reposted this. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, I like the I like Din Thomas. Shout out to Din Thomas. He was the most impressive part is he did in the rock shoes. You know, the most impressive part is the rock shoes didn't crumble. Yeah. Speaking of the rock shoes. Uh, Terrence McKinney is calling out The Rock about it. I love yeah, Terrence yeah. McKinney, too. He's a great follow. Yeah. Fighters so, asked so. where The Rock shoots. So Terrence McKinney put, come on, man, with a uh, emoji of, you know, covering mm-hmm. the face. Like, come on, dude. Says uh, Bloody Elbow. Shout out to Bloody Elbow. At Bloody Elbow put, fighters asked to wear The Rock shoes but won't get paid for the new UFC sponsorship. Uh-uh. And then this is what uh, Terrence says. And then the Terrence Rock. says, hey, brother, if you're a fan of what we do, the deal uh, – if you're a fan of what we do, make the deal favorable for the ones modeling your shoe. I guess it's not your fault or your business doing it to us, but show us the love you think uh, you think you are. Get in our corner and support us. Hey, Rock, if you that just took a fraction of what you made on Jumanji 19 or the fuck you're shooting next and sent it to the fighters, they'd be stoked, dude. Yeah. Can you, can you just imagine? Like, if I'm the Rock and I have my shoe, let's say there was a thick boy shoe, right? And... I'm sure Rock's way busier than I am, but even at the level that, that I'm at, I don't know a lot of things going on with my business until it becomes an issue. And so I'm sure Rock didn't know. So I was like, yeah, 
you know, they probably came and said, hey, you know, UFC fighters, you can wear your shoes. And Rock's like, oh, sick, man. But they, okay. don't, they don't know the game. And they should have learned from Reebok. Reebok's like, oh, we're going to sponsor the UFC. It's going to be sick, man. All the guys going to be stoked about gear. We're not stoked. It ruined your brand. You're fucked. Have you heard of Reebok since? It's the worst business choice they've ever made in their lives. Name, name the last time you saw somebody wearing Reeboks. Name the last time you saw somebody wearing a Reebok fight kit. It literally ruined the reputation. Not their fault. It has nothing to do with them. They just don't know the game. So with The Rock, dude, you got your tequila that's popping. But again, I'm the alley cat version of The Rock, right? I'm the poor man's version of The Rock. I got my whiskey. I got my merch. I got, you know, I'm touring. He's doing all his shit. So for The Rock, dude, everything's going well. I'm telling you, dude, you force, and it's, again, it's not your fault. You know what the fuck, how the business works. But you force these fighters to wear those. Can, can we bring him up? I'm a sneaker. <laughs> you force these fighters to wear your bullshit shoes, and you're not going to pay them? I would love, I would love to hear the explanation where you think that's okay. I think these, yeah, this one. I'm not even mad at them. <laughs> but usually... I, every Under Armour shoe I saw was just like, I could I, never. I never. never no, no, you look like a fucking tool. They might as well be sketchers. But those, they're, those are kind of litty. Especially the, the red ones yeah. with the cement bottoms. Okay. Not too bad. Now, and when The Rock first came out with workout shoes, I tried getting them. I tried giving them money. They were legit. Have you ever seen The Rock's workout shoes, Mark? Mm -hmm. Legit. They sold out like this. You couldn't get them. I tried getting them. Couldn't get them. Then I went on StockX, hit up my boys at Suplex. They're like $500. And for The Rock, with his business, come on, Bubba. You, you, don't, need to, you don't need the money, whatever the UFC is paying your business partners to, for them to wear these shoes. You don't need that money. Like, those are fucking dope, son. I would, I'm going to buy those. They're actually looking better. Aren't those dope? I just don't like that freaking. Um, That's his logo, baby. I know, but I just don't like He's it. a bull, man. I know, I know. Rock the bull. You never heard rock, rock your bull? Uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but they're not bad at all. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I but, but if someone's just like, hey, Rock, let me talk to you real quick. Hey, those shoes, man, they're dope, right? I'm telling you, man, the, ba the bad press you're going to get by whoever made the deal to force the fighters to wear <coughs> the shoes and not get paid, mm -hmm. it's not worth it, man. We got to give these fighters some money. And I feel like once Rock hears this, because remember, Rock was an athlete at the University of Miami. And then also, nobody takes more advantage than their athletes in WWE. So he knows the game. And he, he, has, he has to have some sympathy towards it. Now, if you could give back to the WWE guys, I'm sure he would, right? But that's not his business. But now his business is involved with DFC. You don't want to be part of this, dude. You don't want to be part of this slave-driven business. You know damn well you could help these guys out. Come on, dude. I'd, I'd be willing to bet in the next two weeks we get fighters again compensated for wearing the rock shoes. They're gonna, you know, I don't know, $1,000, something like that. I would bet my last dollar that that comes out. I bet Rock wasn't aware of it. Probably not. He has so much stuff going on. Casey just sent me this. But also the UFC's like, the, Wait, the UFC's also like, hey, look, kids, you get free shoes. Look what we did. We did a deal where we get paid and you market it and you get free shoes. It's like, hey, what the <laughs> fuck? In what world would we want to do that deal? But again, 
this wouldn't, this is the problem with UFC. UFC, none of this would ever fucking fly in any other league. MLB, NFL, NBA, they sign one of those deals. And let's say, the let's take the NBA, which is the biggest uh, kind of sneaker deal there is, right? Let's say the NBA made a deal with just Nike. So everyone was forced to wear Nike on that floor. They getting paid because you got to go through the, the NBA Basketball Players Association who represents the players, who control the league, the union. Yeah. If the MLB, same thing. MLB split it 50-50, I think. Most are 50-50. The UFC is just doubling down and fucking the fighters over it. In 2022, and now there's the internet, and then there's assholes like me. <laughs> where you call me a fucking dummy, well, now I got to light you up a little bit, you know? So you're going to force fighters to wear shoes and not pay them, in what world are you living in where we're going to think this is okay? If I'm the if I'm the fighter, don't wear them. Why don't you guys, this for all fighters out there, why don't you grow a fucking sack? And when they give you those fucking UFC rock shoes, if they don't come to some sort of agreement where you get paid, set them on fire and put on your fucking Instagram. Post a picture you wearing some dope ass other sneakers that aren't Under Armour. Let Under Armour know. And just so you guys are aware, Under Armour is making so much money off The Rock and Steph Curry. This is what you're dealing with. You guys are getting zero. Zero. They just signed Steph Curry to a billion-dollar deal. They have the money to pay you guys. But you have nobody vouching for you, speaking up for you. So all you're doing <coughs> is getting taken advantage of because there's not, you guys are under one agreement. They have to deal with 90 different fucking managers and nobody can get together. It's like wrangling cats. So when you guys are unorganized, you're dealing with somebody who's very organized in the UFC. You're unorganized. You're getting taken advantage of. So if you want to fight back and get paid for once in your fucking life, if your name's not Conor McGregor, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, when they give you those shoes, all you guys should be posting on social media and fucking send them on fire. And put hashtag pay the UFC fighters. There's an idea. But you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? Again, I hope The Rock realizes this is the worst press he's ever got. Besides in wanting to come on Joe Rogan's show and then literally a minute later retracting that statement because he has no backbone. But that was bad press. That's whatever. We forgot about that. I didn't. But this is the second worst press you've ever got is forcing fighters to wear your shoes, which I actually don't mind them. But what's going to happen, even if the UFC doesn't um, come to an agreement and pay the fighters, you know what's going to happen? Nothing. You guys are going to take it. And this is just another reason why you need to have a union. There's another reason. that you're, You give the UFC an inch, they're taking a fucking mouth. They're just taking advantage of you guys. In, in what... Other league, name, I would love an example. Name another league where they would force you to wear something where they get compensated and you get fucking nothing. It's insane. And UC doesn't even mention it. Yeah, yeah, they're going to do whatever the fuck we tell them, man. It's all good. How, how does the Rocks people, his representatives, when they're negotiating with the UFC go, wait, hold on, hold on. They're just going to wear them? And Daniel's, yeah, they have to. We force them to. And we don't have to pay him? Not at all. Just pay us, man. Oh, cool. We'll do that. How much is how much are you guys gonna take, dude? Before you finally fight back. And now 
because of social media, you can't actually do something. But y'all ain't gonna do shit. You can do nothing. Wear those fucking shoes. Don't get compensated. That's how this goes. And then all the pussy managers, they're like, oh, we don't want to cause a stir, man, because he gives a bad matchup. We're scared, or they're not gonna give us a fight. They're, we're in renegotiation for your third contract, man. We don't want to die on this hill. Everyone's like just cogs in the machine. Y'all ain't going to do shit. That's how this goes. You're going to wear those fucking rock shoes. You're not going to do shit. That's how it goes. Cool, man. And you complain about it. One or two guys in the car to complain about it. But guess what? You're wearing them. You're going to complain about it. You're wearing them. All right. Let Wait. me see this Nate one. Yeah. We're glad you're still in this main event, Nate. Thank you so much for your time. Total professional with this one. These shoes fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> these shoes. They make me put this shit on. Sponsors, you don't hear that. Guys, back Fuck to you. these shoes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was good to bring the rock shoes. Yeah, good to see you guys. Bye, Megan. Bye. <laughs> hey, here's the thing, though. Right? Yeah. Fuck these shoes. You wear them. You have to put it back on. Hey, and then put it back on. Yeah, yeah. Fuck these shoes. You wear them. Yeah. Gotta do it. Yep. Um, all right, so this is interesting. Marlon Marais just retired, and now he's back in the P or not back in, but he's with PFL, who, you know, the owner's That's where his name is. Yeah, World, yeah, World Series. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'll announce I'm coming home where I started. I want to thank the legend Ray Sefo and PFL. Get ready for some firework. All right, well. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, he did, you know, became world champion, world series. That's where he made his bones, so I get it. I assume it's like one or two fights. Mm. Thick Boy News announced this already, but yeah. Calvin Cater versus Ar Arnold Allen in October. Oh, I love me some Calvin Cater, but there's <clears throat> one, if there's one person, I told you guys, he's my dark horse in the featherweight division. It's Arnold Allen. His father was a strong man. This dude is undefeated. I hate this fight for Calvin Cater. It's so tough, it's dude. Such a, I, I'm telling you, man, if you have to pick, if you have to, I don't know if, if DraftKings has these odds, but if you can pick the odds for the next guy to kind of be the threatened division. It's Arnold Allen. He's the next Brit to get a, 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 a strap around his waist. Leon Edwards, you know, got it done against Kamar Usman. Arnold Allen is a guy who can definitely get it done. Mm -hmm. He is a fucking savage. Yeah. Great oh. fight, though. Yeah. So that's October 29th. Am I in town then? Wait a minute. Let's see. I've shows in Calgary on the 27th <clears> to 28th. That's a Saturday. I could fly back and make that. That might be worth it. We need mm -hmm. some companions in October. We'll talk about it after this. All right. And another matchup, which is tough for Bryce Mitchell, but Bryce Mitchell versus <sighs> undefeated Evlov. Somebody's O has got to go. Yeah. God damn, that's a good fight. Mm -hmm. And that's in November? Yep. Man, those are two tasty <laughs> fights. Tasty, tough fights. And... We'll just do one more. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I just thought this picture was pretty cool. This is. Oh, my brother sent me this. Yeah, I love it? this fucking thing. It's insane. So that's basically Jake Paul and Logan Paul as kids meeting Anderson Silva. And later on during the press conference, because now Anderson Silva is going to box Jake Paul. They're all, they took the same picture. 
I think it's funny too. So, um, Chael Sonnen uh, was that uh, like narrated the press conference, yeah. hosted the press conference. Oh, that was so cool. And he, so uh, I think Ariel Hawani was supposed to, mm-hmm. and then he couldn't probably because he's busy with all the stuff he's doing. So the they called Chael to do it. Uh, I'm right up the street, not a big deal. Um, but then, uh, so Chael flew down and did it. And I hit up Chael. I'm like, dude, he came to LA and didn't check in with me. How dare you? He's like, dude, I'm off to the express conference, but he told me this. Hopefully, I'm not speaking on turn. He goes, you know, I, you know, Anderson Silva, Jake Paul. I figured, you know, I don't know if people are going to dig it. He's like, dude, this press conference they announced like uh, two days before. He's like, there's people waiting outside. That thing was packed, wow. man. He's like, there's definitely interest for it. He's like, thing was packed, packed, packed. So, um, and I talked to Jake too. Jake was calling me because he loves how I lit up Dana. He was just, we were just talking about it. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, Bubba, I'm I'm being friendly. This is the kid friendly version." So, uh, yeah, Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, man, that's the mm-hmm. real deal there. And hopefully, if if Jake were to knock out Anderson Silva, which is a big if, you know, knock out Anderson, but if you were to do that, you got to give the kid some fucking respect. I know he's not your prototypical boxer, but dude, Anderson Silva. He used to be Julio Chavez Jr., son. Anderson Silva asked your son why he never goes to his barbecue chill ass in, ass in Brazil and says, no, here in Brazil, a lot of people try to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that. Yeah, this is so funny. Yeah, Anderson, the jail talks so much shit. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. To my house, to my barbecue. <laughs> okay, okay, here's the thing. I didn't think it was a sincere offer. If I knew I was really invited, Spurs, and then I didn't know if your wife forgave me, it was it was a whole thing. That's the real answer why I didn't come. Why did you come, you come please. In Brazil. No, here, in Brazil, a lot of people try to kill you. See, <laughs> <laughs> so no, 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 do it here. In Brazil, they try to kill, kill you. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's the original shit talker, man. Mm-hmm. And Kobe said, oh, then Kobe said, hold my bear. I'm going to use that same fucking mastermind marketing. Yeah. I think Chill helped a lot of people as far as how to do that thing. Well, him and Kobe are very close. Yeah. Very close. Came from the same area. That it? That's pretty much you it. Yeah, slow week for fighting. You fight fans, you get kind of a weekend off. I mean, you got a Bellator, whenever Benson Henderson fighting, you're never mad at it. You got Yoel Romero fighting Melvin Manoff, which is interesting be fun yeah it's a, it's a fun friday one. friday card as well oh it's on friday yeah uh yeah i'll try and watch this you'll be in denver for my grandma's funeral oh yeah sorry what can you do uh not this week but next week we are almost sold out we're about to add some shows boston chipping up to boston baby boston massachusetts laugh boston september 29th through october 1st then october 13th through the 15th san jose san jose improv and then one of my favorite clubs ever, the the owner of the clubs, one of my favorite humans on this earth, because his uh, brother was the offense coordinator for Alabama, so all we do is talk football in the green room, which is rare these days. But you have uh, Wise Guys, Salt Lake City, baby, Utah, Salt Lake City. And then Calgary, that show on the 27th is damn near sold out, so we're adding a show on the 28th on that Friday. That's at the rooftop in Calgary, Canada, at the rooftop downtown Calgary. Come get you some, Calgary. But uh, Boston, you're up next, next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Laugh, Boston. Very few tickets are left. We might have to add some shows. 
Get your tickets right now. That bitch will sell out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, one show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. As of now, we'll see if we're going to add shows, but get your tickets right now. Boston, September 29th through October 1st. Tickets at thickboy.com. Uh, the tie-dye thick boy shirt you see me rocking. We have this in tie-dye tees, sweatshirts, um, and shorts. That's dropping pretty soon here too. So stay tuned, and that will be on thickboy.com the next uh, week or so. All right? All right, kids. Your boy has to go to Denver for a funeral, and then next week I'm in Boston. So hopefully you enjoyed the fights. We have some great food trucks coming up. Thanks for liking, subscribing. I launched my all-new uh, comedy channel, YouTube. So all the Green Room Diary bits, which I write. The minute I get into the Green Room, I write a bit for that city or whatever's going on. And then I do it on Thursday, punch it up for Friday, and then Saturday we record. And I blast out that Monday for you guys. Um, and that's just a fun thing to do. So all that content with Gringo Poppy clips that have never been seen, um, stuff from Comedy Central, Showtime, Green Room Diaries on the Road, all that's at Brendan Shop YouTube. That's where all the comedies can be flowing through. So get you some, man. Go like, subscribe, please. And uh, every thousand um, subscribers, we're picking one lucky fan, and I will send you a signed Funko Pop uh, action figure, I guess we'll call it. I was about to say doll, but sounds gay. Uh, action figure. Brendan Shop, Thick Boy, Funko, action figure. We only have 30 of them, so I'll sign it, ship it out to you guys. I think we just got over 1,000. We're at like 1,200 on that uh, new comedy YouTube page, which we just launched. So go get you some right now. Uh, the 1,000, we're going to pick someone randomly, and we will send you the Funko action figure signed and all that stuff. All right? Uh, anything you need, whiskey, Tiger Thick Whiskey, available at thickboy.com, all that stuff. Get you some. Uh, thank you guys for liking, subscribing, watching. I love you guys. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm out.